You are listening to the Inclusion Revolution Radio. I'm your podcast host, Noby Craven. I'm a Special Olympics DC athlete and a Special Olympics international employee. On this podcast, I interview athletes, partners, ambassadors, employees, and supporters of Special Olympics. This podcast is for anyone and everyone who's interested in Special Olympics and the work that we do. New episodes premiere every other Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, anywhere you get your podcast. You're listening to the fifth episode of season four of the Collision Revolution Radio Podcast. My name is Novi Craven. I'm your host for today's episode. As we close Special Olympics year-long celebration of our founder, Eunice Kennedy Starver, Centennial, we will be talking with Mary Ham Barker Manor who volunteered as a counselor at Camp Striver in 1963. Eunice Kennedy Striver began Camp Striver in her backyard at at Timberland Estate in 1962. Eunice and her brother, John F. Kennedy, had a sister named Rosemary with intellectual disabilities. Due to the experience with their sister, they decided to hold a day camp for kids from DC and Maryland who had interactive disabilities at Camp Striver. Campers were introduced to horseback riding, swimming, canoeing, and much more. For many campers, this was their first experience, experience, experience these activities and learning the skills required to participate in them. Mary Hambrobacher and her twin Anne applied to he volunteered camp counselors at the camp through their high school, and the two worked there from, from a few summers in 1960. The original camp, Camp Starver, concluded in 1967, as the first Special Olympics Games were held in Chicago in 1968. Now Special Olympics has grown into the world's largest organization for athletes with intellectual disabilities in the world. Why did you and your twin, Anne, want to become camp counselors for Camp Striver? It just seemed like something to do. It was something we, when our nun at school talked about it and asked if any graduating seniors wanted to work at a daycare for intellectual development kids, we've just volunteered. We didn't think twice about it. We grew up with kids, loads of kids in our neighborhood. So it wasn't unusual. Can you talk a bit about Eunice Kennedy Shriver's involvement in the camp? All the Shrivers were involved in the camp. Um, Mrs. S was there every day. Mr. S, um, before he'd go to work, he would come down to the camp and um, he would um, spend time with campers he was the director of the Peace Corps that President Kennedy had started. And <clears throat> the two older kids, Bobby was eight, Maria was six. They were there every day with their friends, Kevin and Sheila. And they just did the same thing with the kids, just like kids do. They fit in beautifully. I mean, it was a family affair, the whole family, even Tim, who... <laughs> You all know Tim. Uh, he was two and a half. He didn't turn three to August. He, the few times he was there, and I have pictures of him. Well, I have pictures of all of this. Um, 
he would follow his mom around. And um, of course, he wouldn't remember any of it, but uh, he was very cute. And uh, it was just a wonderful, wonderful time. Can you tell me more about some of your favorite moments while at the camp? There were a lot of things we liked. Well, the one thing people need to know is uh, people who are famous, a lot of times will volunteer their names to different causes. That was not the case with Mrs. Shriver. She actually was at camp every day, just like we were. Only one day she didn't. She was doing stuff to promote the camp and on the news or whatever. And um, other than that, she did the exact same things that Ann and I did and all the other counselors. Uh, swimming, pony rides. She drove the pony cart with a counselor and some kids so, so she, the counselor could keep the kids in the pony cart. Um, the sports, all the stuff. Um, we had badminton, volleyball, uh, all different stuff, Tram trampoline. Um, she did everything we did, but she did not have her own camper. She wandered the camp and stopped and worked with a counselor and a camper and then moved on and did the same thing. She did this all, for three weeks. She was wonderful. How did the camp affect you and your sister? Perfe perfection of those in with intellectual disabilities. They were just kids. I mean... The buses came from D two buses, one from D.C., one from Maryland, and we were all there the very first day, and um, this little girl waved to me, and I just grabbed her by the hand, and her name was Lila Sheikut, and she was a sweetheart, and um, I got to know her mother, but when Lila got off the bus the second year, I grabbed her again, <laughs> and um, it, I don't I don't know what to say. They were, it was just fun. Nice kids. Um, we did have a few characters. I'm as thankful I have all the pictures I have. It just brings it all back. But they were just kids. They weren't any different. There was one little boy who was terrified of water. I do not remember what year it was. And his counselor spent three weeks with this child with little toys playing in a small bucket, then a bigger bucket and a bigger bucket to the, by the end of the beginning of the third week, she had that child sitting on a top step in the pool and she got him down further. During your years as a camp, as a counselor, did you, have the opportunity to interact with any other members of the Shriver family? We met Mr. Shriver's mother um, because we ended up doing stuff with them all the time. We went to a horse show at her home in um, Baltimore area to a big horse show with them. Um, Ann and I had already met her brother, the president, um, all together about 20 times, went on a campaign trip with him on October 16, 1963, when we were 16, but we never told her that we had met him. I don't know why, we just never did. Um, 
And then one night, Mrs. Shriver took all the counselors on the presidential yacht Guardian um, for dinner and dancing down the Potomac. It was a beautiful boat, got some pictures. And uh, on the, we were in the car with Mrs. Shriver. She was driving her light blue convertible, Bobby up front, Ann and I, Maria in the back. We're all singing camp songs. The kids likes um, marching through Georgia. That was their favorite. And um, next thing we know, we hear her say is my brother and we were at the White House. Ann and I panicked. We knew he would recognize us, which he did. And um, that was a little bit of a shock to Mrs. Shriver because he came first, he started walking down the corridor. Maria ran up to him because of his back, he could not pick her up, but he hugged her and said to her, Maria, how old are you now? And she said, still six. So you never forget how old Maria was the first year. He walked down, took a look at Ann and I and said, hi girls, it's so good to see you again. Mrs. Shriver was kind of taken back. She said, Jack, she always called him Jack. Do you know the girls? And he said, oh yes, we're old friends. It was fun. So that was one of the last times we actually saw the president. Can you tell me a bit, uh, tell me a bit about Eunice Kennedy's driver's legacy and how she impacted the world for the better? Oh, she was just such a wonderful, caring woman. She cared about everybody. She was wonderful with the children. Uh, she has a very good book out called Eunice, and there's an article. Big um, whole part in the book, Owen Camp Shriver, but a lot of it runs together. So Timmy can be real little in one thing she says, and then he's much older in another, but it's a very good book. How were people attitude toward, toward people with AD back then? And how are people's attitudes now? When we, my family lived in Gaithersburg, we have a couple next door to us that we met that were very nice. They told us they had two two kids. We met the two kids. One day I'm outside and I see this older woman taking this little boy to a bus. And I thought, well, one, I didn't know who the little boy was. I had never seen this child before. So I was talking to a girlfriend across the street who was a nurse and her hu husband was a doctor. And I said something to her and she said, well, we know what it is. And nobody knew it, but they knew it in case the child has some medical problems. Things were different back then. And I'm not sure how, if they're still different. I think Special Olympics has really helped. I mean, these are just wonderful children. In a few words, can you answer the question, what does inclusion mean to you? All being together, all doing things together. Basically, the camp, camp driver was like a family. The counselors got very close to their campers. The counselors got very friendly and friends with their other campers. It was just a big family. I mean, there were 70 of us just of counselors and campers. Basically, Camp Shriver 62 was a huge success. That's why they went to 67. It just was wonderful.
Well, thank you, Mary, for joining Inclusion Revolution Radio podcast. It was great to hear more about your experience working at Camp Striver as a camp counselor. We appreciate all the work that you continue to do for the Inclusion Revolution. Thank you for listening to Inclusion Revolution Radio. Don't forget to subscribe. Tune in again in two weeks for a new episode.